1: Today, Ron DeSantis signs a bill cracking down on big tech and a new U.S. intelligence suggests that the COVID-19 pandemic actually originated inside a Chinese lab. Uh-oh, another flip-flop on the horizon. We've got a lot coming up today and it starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Uh, happy Monday. And usually when I say happy Monday, what I mean is um, I'm, it's Monday. And it's really not that happy. It's very gloomy here in DFW. But we are here anyway. Uh, I am joined today by the one and only Eric July blaze tv contributor who yeah. is looking very fancy in red
2: yeah just, he's all just red red today all what in what red
1: all yeah. in red and
0: uh also joined by uh, former sports reporter jill savage thanks for being here again uh thank you and this weekend while it was also gloomy uh it's going to dispel any notion that anybody thinks i'm cool out there i was watching a documentary on one thomas soul mm-hmm. featuring oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <More laughs> yeah. One much yes. to my surprise there i was <laughs> on my couch over the weekend Eric, you're in my living room So, yes. autographs after the show. Oh exactly. We'll be signing autographs after the show. Because that's what we do
1: <laughs> when yes. it rains on Saturdays. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. So, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, he is, like, really, really making me really want him to run for For president, Uh, He signed legislation today uh, reigning in big tech companies and empowering users who believe they have been discriminated against unfairly. Now, um, his office sent out a press release explaining the bill, and it says uh, all Floridians treated unfairly by big tech platforms will have the right to sue the companies that violate this law and win monetary damages. The attorney general of Florida can bring action against tech companies that uh, violate this law under Florida's unfair and deceptive trade practices act. Uh, and social media platforms can be fined like $250,000 per day on any social media company uh, that deplatforms. platforms Here it is deplatforms any candidate for statewide office uh, and $25,000 per day for deplatforming candidates for non-statewide offices. And by the way, it does say any Floridian can block any candidate that they don't want to hear from. So they're basically saying the onus is on you, user. If you don't want to hear from someone, you can just hit that block button. But uh, it is not up to the social media companies to start blocking and uh, uh, treating unfairly any potential political candidate. Now, I know a a friend of the program, Ana Paulina Luna, um, who was running for Congress, did have this happen to her. She was censored majorly by not only Twitter, but Instagram as well. Uh, And it makes it very hard, as it turns out, to run for office when you have uh, big tech colluding against you. So DeSantis said in remarks at the ceremony that uh, the the big tech companies have surpassed that of early 20th century monopolies that spawned U.S. antitrust laws. and that tech companies have have become the new public square. uh, And he slammed them for suppressing ideas that are either inconvenient to the narrative or that that they personally disagree with. Uh, Eric? He says that this is the new public square. Do you I disagree agree?
2: with that? I mean, I know uh, some people that are probably going to watch the show are going to disagree with me, but I disagree. They are there. Oh, right now. All this, this, right this all now, libertarians at it comments. again. Yes, I am at it again. I disagree wholeheartedly with that that particular position. I will say this, and now I haven't read the, the actual act, which I'm going to make sure I do my homework because uh, I, I want to make sure I do kind of a long form response to this. But I will say this. When it comes to... It doesn't really matter. I don't care if the person is running for office or not. My argument when it comes to social media, tech companies uh, in this regards is that, look, you have a terms of service. As far as I'm concerned, that is a contractual agreement. Uh, Definitely if they're partnered, like like what I am with like Facebook or something like that, where you're getting a monetization Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. So not only am I expected to obviously follow the rules that you set for me, the same goes for you. And unfortunately, I think a lot of folks have lost sight of that because a lot of folks that have went that angle. This guy right here, I'm, I'm back-to-back strike removal champion on YouTube <laughs> because I went flip tables, raised the, raised a little hell. But I'm not looking at it from okay, you're treating me up, which they are. Let's let's be yeah. clear. Yes, of course, when it comes to the actual uh, like political positions, we know they have a heavy bias. We we've even seen that they reported that uh, around the election, to looking at their, like Facebook employees and like the vast majority of them all. You know, of course, lean, lean Democrat. I know that. But my position is more so you have a contra- contractual obligation. My political position is re- is irrelevant to that. So you got to uphold you got to uphold that. So you just looking for a reason to, let's say, take me off. OK, if I violated a natural rule, that's one thing. If you said it, fine. Be clear about it. But what you can't do is just up and do it, and you know it may be more so contradictory to the rules. So I need to look at what more so he's looking at. It seems like it more so only applies to uh, candidacies. And look, I'm not oblivious to the idea that yeah, if you're definitely if you're not known, like if you're not someone that's verified or anything, and you uh, go get out there, you don't have a rather a bigger name for yourself. And you're trying to campaign. You gotta kinda gotta have to use Facebook. So I can totally understand that, but this idea, and this is very dangerous, we've talked about this on this show, this idea that, okay, they have monopolized something, which again, they, they, they haven't. If you can point to me some sort of uh, like grants and stuff that they're getting to stay afloat, to be as big as they are, I'm a hundred percent obviously for removing them, but they don't have a monopoly. Let's say on, on, let's say being on social media. There are plenty of other alternatives to these websites. Some of which, one of which maybe went down, got back up, but there's other ones that exist. So we can't even claim that. But this whole public square argument, that is a dangerous position. And I don't want to go in that direction, which unfortunately it sounds like he and a lot of other conservatives uh, are going. But that's where I'm going to be bumping heads. And now you get to see for the guys, look, oh, he's just some crazy conservative. Yeah, you're going to see where we actually disagree. And this is one of those positions.
0: Yeah, Jill. You mentioned how, you know, you had another strike on YouTube. Steven Crowder has that going. It's a very big lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Now he said this is the big one. Steve Dace said earlier today on his show, he got his second strike on YouTube. They aren't telling them why no, they they're getting they these? So me. I have an issue with that. I know that this is all about the the political aspect for for the Floridians. But when you look at social media on a bigger scale, you can't have this continue down this road where YouTube, Twitter, Facebook—they can just deplatform you without giving I you agree. a reason, 100%. right? If, if you're going to go back to your argument of. We're in this two-way contract together. Yeah. You have to uphold yes. your end. Now, it might be something where there is legislation. It might just be, hey, we're we're just going to sue you and, and figure this out until you have to uphold yep. your end of the deal because you can't go on YouTube and have them just not tell you what they're what they're going to give you that second or now potentially even a third strike Which for and, and your get your on. get you done forever and you you don't have that that platform anymore. Is that fair? No, that's not fair. So we have to figure out and and rectify that. But for Florida, hey, there was one politician that lived in Florida. Maybe may, I know he doesn't live there right now. He's moving back up north. But maybe we can get uh, Trump back on if if we can get some Floridian protection here. What, what it might the, it might make it more fun again. <laughs>
1: what is your uh, what is your opinion on uh, Desantis's comments that the tech companies have become the public square?
0: I see. I could see it in a way because especially during COVID, right? Nobody was going out. Nobody was communicating in in the public square of any kind. Social media became that for us because we were all all stuck at home Mm -hmm. so if you just take it from that aspect i can definitely see where that would be a public square if you will because this is where we have our dialogues and our conversations right in the olden days when they would go literally to the town square Mm -hmm. to have these conversations we now have them from our living room right there on our keyboards it's a difference and and i see where he's trying to take this and i i could see and i could make sense that this would be where Everything would be leaning towards. Do, do you are you in favor of the Section 230 protections being revoked? Or? Yes. Okay.
1: Take them away. And just, I mean, see, here's here's my here's my main issue. Um, and Eric, I know I, I've I've heard where you stand on this, but mm-hmm. um, it's like, what do we do with these companies? Because I certainly am not comfortable with the Biden Harris administration creating some sort of new uh, rules having some big government regulations on, on big tech at this point. So
0: what is, what is the answer? Yeah, I mean Mark Zuckerberg is trying to get regulations.
2: Which is like you're Facebook, you're like, oh your spidey sense goes time. up. Exactly. Yeah. And you is, go, yeah. This isn't this doesn't feel right, right if that, you're asking for that. And, but that's how those companies have always operated. Yeah. And that's the part of the history when we talk about monopolies. There historically speaking, there has been absolutely zero monopolies. Whether you go back to the bail monopoly, that has that didn't use the state to basically become exactly that. Because, you know, that's what it, you have exclusive right, right full ownership of whatever product, good, whatever. And you need the state to obviously push out your competition. And this is why I'd say, and to answer your question, I don't know, but I believe there are, certainly with with the Googles of the world. I don't know if you guys know, definitely we talked about this with Amazon, for example. Before they even became profitable, they were working with like literally hundreds of of countries' governments around the uh, and hosting them on the cloud. Mm -hmm. That's my issue right there is that, You're basically taking taxpayer money, though not not necessarily directly, but it's it's more so in the form of a grant or a subsidy or in this case, a contract where the where the state, of course, is monop- has monop- now I won't say monopolized it your money yeah but they take <laughs> your money they take your money and then they give it to these companies by way of let's say a contract which I- so we've seen that happen with uh, a- with Amazon they bragged about it they brag this was even long before AWS was even turning a profit that's what they did I want to attack that unfortunately I- I've not heard a lot of let's say conservatives or the Republicans that are in and in-, in-, in Congress that talk about that let's look at all of these companies are they receiving contracts of course they do we know they were we know that the council, for example, works. Now, we see that with COVID, where they literally get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to p- pump out this propaganda. How about we get rid of that stuff so that they have to compete with the rest of the market for your dollar, not trying to rely upon, which in a lot of cases, again, it happened with Amazon, where they were propped up by way of the government because of those contracts. I'd much rather uh, attack those, but everybody's unfortunately too busy looking at, all right, well, this is a public space, a uh, government should, you mean, you have some Republicans go as far as to say that the government basically should take hold and control these sites such as Twitter and Facebook no, and, and what have you. We don't, of no. course, do not want that. So let's attack the actual issue and let's look and see if they have money that they're bringing in by web contracts or just direct grants and subsidies and let's strip them of that. Let's okay. discuss it.
1: Uh, yeah, by the way, I would like to just remind all of you out there that Republicans had a uh, lot more control than they do now and chose to award. do absolutely nothing uh, in regards to big tech. So just so you know who the people out there are who are fighting for you, it's not anyone. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, it's us. All right. It's us. Uh, very few and far between. We find those fighters that are actually in Congress right now. All right. We've got more to come. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor Bilt Bar. So for those of you who have not yet jumped on the Built Bar train, if you're trying to stay fit and healthy, maybe you're working from home and you're visiting the pantry way more often than you should be, you're like, oh, there's a Snickers bar. I'm kind of hungry. I need a break. I'm going to have a Snickers. No, 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 no. Don't do that. All right. You need something that's delicious that is going to satisfy that sweet tooth, but not going to expand your waistline. That is where Built Bar comes in. All right. Built Bar is a protein bar. It is good for you. It's high in protein and fiber. It is low in calories and carbs, uh, but it tastes delicious. They're all covered in 100 percent chocolate. Some of them are white chocolate. Some of them are regular chocolate. They've got a ton of different flavors, cookies and cream, caramel brownie. I'm waiting for my birthday cake with sprinkles in the mail. And every day I go to my mailbox like a crazy person. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until my birthday cake built Bars get here. I know there are those of you who have already tried them and you guys have had nothing but good things to say about them. So make sure that you go to builtbar.com, Get those healthy protein bars to snack on. You can feel good about it and they taste delicious. Use News15 as your promo code. You will save 15% on your order. It is builtbar.bu.i.l.t.bar.com. B-U-I-L-T-Bar.com, promo code NEWS15. Thank <music> you. The squad members of Congress, this is, of course, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, and Ilan Omar. Uh, oh, and they've got some new members. Did you guys know this? New members, Cori Bush and Jamal Bowman. Congratulations to the squad for expanding. I didn't realize there was that much stupidity um, in the Democrat Party. Just kidding. Yes, I did. Uh, they all issued statements over the weekend or late last week amid this rush of anti-Semitic attacks uh, in American cities. Now, these were taking place after the uh, Middle East conflict between Hamas and Israel. Uh, As you can see, we played this last week, but uh, just as a refresher, there are people literally hunting down Jewish people in the streets of America, asking, are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? And beating the tar out of them uh, in response, so the squad members, of course, spoke up. Uh, Ilhan Mar said horrific and unacceptable. Nobody should face threats and harassment based on their religion or ethnicity or ethnicity. Uh, let's see, Bowman said there is no room for anti-Semitism, hate, or prejudice. Um, but uh, other members of the uh, the squad issued statements that were more equivocal mentioning anti-Semitism alongside Islamophobia uh, or couching statements again, against anti-Semitism with critiques against Israel. So they can't just come out and say, hey, if you are pro-Hamas, which by the way, Of a terrorist organization, so probably shouldn't be for them. Uh, But if you are pro Hamas, probably like don't attack people, don't beat the crap out of them um, because of their religion or ethnicity. Uh, But that was not said. It, of course, was like, well, I mean, yeah, you definitely should be an anti Semite, but also, I mean, you know, I mean, Pal- palestinians kind of have a right to like no, no 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 let's address the let's address the issue at hand here uh <laughs> where 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 are we going with this eric
2: look guys i just i what they do is textbook gaslight and i think people need to start paying attention to that because you see that we point out the inconsistencies and it doesn't matter to this group And this is why I think playing with these guys with kid gloves is a way that you lose. Mm -hmm. Because let's, I mean, we don't have to stop there. Let's go back just a little bit further when we consider what was happening over the summer last year. And at no point in time was it, or rather did they see any sort of consequence for hyping this up, whether it be in property damage that ended up happening out out of of response to all of this, this ordeal. Um, And people were unfortunately killed in some of these uh, uh, events and and riots and what have you. At no point in time did was it suggested that they were inciting any of this now here, of course, to try to rid their hands of any blood. That's that's what they're going to say. But I know it can be frustrating when you look at the hypocrisy it is that they have because it is. But you gotta understand this. This game was rigged. It's been rigged for a very long time. But that's this is just yet another example of, and 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 it's showing you that they don't care. So they can get away with whatever. But the minute you say anything, and and even with whatever January, which we found out a lot of January sixth, if not all of it, was a lie. Um, But for for the most part, everything from the fire hydrant being beat to death, the cop that was all bullcrap. It was all all nonsense. Yet again, they're not, they would, of course, prosecute anybody. They're sitting there, they're trying to arrest people's grandmas and all kinds of stuff surrounding that. Of course, we know how they're treating uh, people that supported the previous president and saying that you, you incited this and all that. And what's gonna happen to them?
1: nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jill, I want to add to the conversation. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tweeted Friday, there is no room for anti-Semitism in the movement for Palestinian liberation. Our critique is of Israel and their human rights abuses. This is not an excuse for anti-Semitic hate crimes. Uh, And by the way, let's not forget in 2019, Ilan Omar said, uh, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of israel
0: yeah that's why i was really surprised that she actually came out and said something in Mm -hmm. favor of israel now you do look at it and they have one side and then they balance it out with the other oh islamophobia you can't have that Mm -hmm. either you can't Mm -hmm. just have have you know israel for and in the forefront and front and center you actually have to look at the issue what's happening right now in new york in Mm -hmm. la jews are out there eating dining yeah, they're being told mm-hmm. just to stay at home. Walking around the street being asked if they're Jewish mm-hmm. and then being beaten up. Mm-hmm. Like in American society, I never really thought that that would happen. You hear the stories of the 30s. And how did these people turn in to this kind of a society? If you don't stop it now, if you don't take that hard line now, mm-hmm. where will this lead? Right. We what? saw the peaceful protests. Mm-hmm. We're now seeing Jewish people being beaten up in the streets in multiple cities in the mm-hmm. United States. You have to call it out for what it is. You have to call it, you know, it's it's wrong. It cannot stand mm-hmm. if we don't have enough people coming together. The squad, their joke anyway, but actual leadership coming behind this with some jail time, with some arrests, with some actual gusto behind it i'm scared to see where that's going to lead yeah
2: and again it goes back to the gaslighting i was talking about like i i know every time we get to talking about this subject i bring up gina carano but i just want to compare and contrast what she got prosecuted for and they acted like she was just going all at jewish people when literally what what she said what she was afraid of happening it's is happening. happening now right? it's it, it, it's it's happening like people actual literal jewish people are being attacked and, and all mm-hmm. she did was share some uh, a meme that basically said people wonder how how it gets mm-hmm. like this well you get folks turning on their own citizenry like what that, that's she, she's been vindicated <laughs> more than enough, but Again, my frustration is always going to be, not necessarily with the hypocrisy, it's the the fact that there's going to be no consequences. We're going to sit here at the top of the mountain, like, you're a bunch of hypocrites, you you, you play by different rules and they don't care. Because again, they're going to see absolutely no consequence, but the minute you, you don't even have to slip up. If they can try to pin something on you, they'll say you inciting violence and then they'll pay $2 billion to protect themselves over uh, Mm -hmm. at at the Capitol. Yeah,
0: the FBI is still looking for grandmas from January 6th. I mean,
1: come on. Uh, All right, so there is new U.S. intelligence out that uh, was first reported yesterday that uh, adds to the, I'd like to call it, a. I guess I need to call it a conspiracy theory because I don't want to get dinged for anything uh, because, you know, the overlords, the big tech overlords that we talked about just earlier, um, you know, they might ding us for false information because that's what they did. Oh, back in 2020, when people said, hey, guys, we think that this might be uh, from a COVID-19 might be from a lab, a Chinese lab leak. Uh, So this, of course, suggests that the COVID-19 pandemic originated inside China's only biosafety level four laboratory. Um, The same guy, who way back when told us that was nonsense, uh, is here now to tell us this today. This is, of course, Anthony Fauci,
2: watch. But no, I'm not convinced uh, about, I think that we should continue to investigate what went on until we find out, to the best of our ability, Mm. exactly what happened. Certainly, the people who've investigated say it likely was the emergence from an animal reservoir that then infected individuals, but it could have been something else. And we need to find that out. So, you know, that's the reason why I said I'm perfectly in favor of any investigation that looks into the origin of the virus.
1: Obviously. Well, he's perfectly in favor now. I mean, he wasn't perfectly in favor previous to this information arising uh, to the public anyway. And this is of course that Three researchers at the Wuhan Institute of, Vi- of Virology became sick enough with COVID-like symptoms uh, in November 2019 that they required hospitalization. So now, all of a sudden, I mean, when people got kicked off of social media for spreading this conspiracy theory, now all of a sudden, like most things that have happened in the last couple years, someone says something that they believe is true based on the evidence that they have at the time. They get banned from social media. Oh, all of a sudden, whoops, actually, it was true.
2: Yeah, it'd be one thing if they were just, which not most people did this, but it'd be one thing if they were like, hey, okay we still don't, we're trying to look into this. We're trying to find out what was what what actually happened, but that's not what they did. You saw the CNNs of the world and all of their headlines were like, well, the president said this, which he said exactly that, um, that the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the virus originated in a mm-hmm. Chinese lab. And they would say that there's, that, that didn't happen, like it didn't right. happen, like as if it was conclusive. But like you mentioned, this is part of the course with everything else that has been happening as it pertains to COVID-19. It's only a conspiracy until it's not. And if Fauci's big head behind, all he does is take both positions so he can come mm-hmm. out on top again i'm always reminded of always sunny in philadelphia because that's what hey that's what he says i always take both positions so i always come out on top mm-hmm. and that's what fauci does he's done it with the mask thing and now he's here like well um, this is where i'm at with the, you know maybe they needed it. I, i'm always for, i was always for it the whole time i wanted them to investigate what was going on out there and uh out there in china no you weren't yeah. like let's be 100 about it but as i mentioned no consequence who cares fonti gets to take every position and we're still gonna he's gonna be the highest-pass freaking employee, government employee he's gonna see no consequences this is why he wants to keep kicking his can uh down the road and remain relevant yes i do believe he's narcissistic enough to he he actually loves being on the front of those
0: this story magazines. is a summation of everything that we have been talking about with social media with the deplatforming mm-hmm. or you know silencing of opinions now you look at there have been no consequences for anything this story encompasses all of that and this is where it leads to that even at the end of march cnn was still saying oh it's a comic thing like don't even look at the possibility that this could have come from a lab Mm -hmm. at the end of march here we are now at the end of may and saying oh of course why couldn't this have happened it's the only level four bio lab in in china It's common sense to think this now. President Trump said this in April of 2020. Do you think that the president of the United States has a little bit more information than anyone else that was up there speaking that day? like? There's common sense that we just avoided the whole time because it was orange man bad.
1: Yeah, it is interesting because when you look back, uh, b- pretty much everything that President Trump said about what was going on, uh, he's been proven to be right later on down the road. Like, remember when he said they were spying on my campaign, they were spying on us, and like it turned out that he was right. And they, you talk about gaslighting, Eric. That's so what it is? Uh, Epic proportions of gaslighting going on. Oh my gosh, this is a conspiracy theory. He's full of it. He's Crazy, he's psychotic, and then oh, all of a sudden, a year or so later, we keep finding out that uh, those, all of those were
2: even the correct, like, so. even the microchip thing. Like Pentagon had to come out, and yeah, y'all see that 60 Minutes uh, deal that they did, where they're like, well, technically, it's not a microchip. It's we <laughs> inject it under your skin, and they can detect certain viruses like COVID-19. And it was like, like
1: what's well, a certain. It's a g- microchip. <laughs> yeah, but it's what it in sounds like. Terms, yeah, that's yeah man, that's it exactly
2: like. what it sounds like. I don't know.
1: Yeah. All right, we've got more to come first. We want to thank our sponsor, Omaha Steaks. So you got to get ready for summer. Uh, by the way, Father's Day is around the corner. If you're looking for a good Father's Day gift, you got to go to omahasteaks.com, type YWHY in the search bar, look at the Get Out and Grill assortment. All right, it's got 20 entrees. They're all delicious. They've got burgers, chicken breasts, a bunch of sides, desserts, uh, four 10-ounce Butcher's Cut New York strips. They are aged 30 days. Uh, By the way, in case you don't know why that's important, age equals tenderness. You're also going to get four free New York strip burgers with your order. Uh, They're very lean. They pack a very intense flavor. I just got some, and we cooked some of them over the weekend, and they were amazing. All right, so even if if you're going to be the person to eat it, it's a win-win for you. If you're going to be the person to grill it, you're going to love it, as well as going to be the best steak of your life, guaranteed. you got to go to omahasteaks.com. Use keyword why. that's W-H-Y, to get the Get Out and Grill assortment today. Remember, Father's Day gift, we've got you covered, all right? Summer cookouts, we've got you covered. You just go to omahasteaks.com, enter keyword why. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio just announced that uh, the city's public schools will fully reopen in September. This is, of course, after being closed the entire school year, Uh, last school year, under extreme pressure from teachers unions. By the way, there's going to be no remote option available. Here is Bill de Blasio today.
2: Mika, it's good news. New York City public schools, one million kids will be back in their classroom in September all in person, no remote. Wow. That's the news. I think parents, kids, everyone's been waiting for it to know we're gonna be back Ooh. strong, ready, safe. COVID mm. is plummeting in this city, I'm happy to say. We're almost to eight million vaccination doses since day one. And it's just amazing to see the forward motion right now, the recovery that's happening in New York City. But you can't have a full recovery without full strength schools, everyone back, sitting in those classrooms, kids learning again. So that's what we're gonna have in September.
1: This is, of course, at uh, the same time that uh, the president of the second largest teachers union in the country was slammed for a uh, I just I, I, I wish that I were making this up. Randy Weingarten. This is, of course, the American Federation of Teachers. She was slammed for just she's so tone deaf I cannot believe she is the spokesperson for this teacher's union. She said uh, that number one, we want schools to reopen for a rapport and we don't want outbreaks. We want them to stay open, Uh, but teachers don't want to be the mask police. And uh, by the way, teachers are tired. They are exhausted. We have to find a way to repair and nourish them as well as families in terms of attracting and retaining our teaching force. Um, It, It's weird because I can't imagine, like, are they exhausted from going out and partying while they don't go to school and teach the kids? Is that like they're exhausted from spring breaking? Uh, I don't know what uh, the teachers that she's referencing, what they could possibly be exhausted from, especially since, you know, this is the woman who... Basically, co opted the CDC guidance uh, when it comes to whether or not schools should reopen.
2: Eric. Look, I hope people are seeing that. The fundamental issue with public education and the public school system in this country, I wish that there was more of a hard line approach, direct approach to, let's say, eliminating them, uh, as opposed to just trying to force people back into these, what I deem as um, indoctrination camps, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what they are. Now, like you mentioned, we know that or that leak, I guess, came out where we saw the CDC uh, was working with the teachers unions um, and using the same rhetoric. So it's like basically their rules are in are updating their guidelines came directly from them. Now, why I, uh, people would want to still send these people to these institutions is certainly beyond me. But
1: well, you can, can you see not? the argument, though, that th- my taxpayer dollars right, are going but to But that's the
2: thing. Like that issue doesn't ever get addressed until we address the problem for what it is. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's all, we're gonna, that's all we ever do. And I think they bank on that. They bet, they, like, of course, they, 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 because it's been around for as long as, it, as it's been, I say this all the time, if the state, let's say, monopolized shoes, there's only like, there's a public shoe system, let's say that's <laughs> the public, but uh, it was a public sh- shoe system.
0: Wouldn't put a past Ladies time. outraged everywhere. Yes, Wouldn't put yeah. past them.
2: But the thing is, is all it would take is one generation and then people would be like, well, that's that's, that's, the, the it that's the ha- it, how it has to be. And the yes, minute you talk yes. about getting rid of it, yes. like, oh, no, we can't. People, you, you want the poor people to go without mm-hmm. without the shoes. We have to address that issue. But th- that in itself, the politics that are being played shows you the, the core problem with the public education system that doesn't go away with the kids going back in there. Unfortunately, we had an opportunity, I think, and this is why I'm not ever going to let them make it, but I think people are, oh, thankfully they're back in the school, we'll act like nothing happened. But we had a golden opportunity to take probably the biggest acts that we're ever going to take at the public education system. And yes, Republicans included, mainly hell, botched it, completely yeah. botched it.
1: it. It is interesting, Jill, because you know Eric brings up a, a great point. I remember when Governor Abbott Came through and said, "Oh, by the way, the mask mandates are gone. Congratulations!" And everyone clapped and cheered for him as if he wasn't the person who did it in the first place. You see, Bill De Blasio over here uh, saying, "Oh yeah, isn't it great? Yeah, we've got schools back. Isn't that awesome?" And it's like, "Hello, am I like living in a crazy town? You're the person who did this to
0: begin with. You don't get to pat yourself on the back now for opening up a year later if it's such great news." Why hasn't it happened now? Why couldn't we have figured this out in January, in February, in March? I understand that in New York it's a little different in the mindset they have all been programmed mm-hmm. now to be fearful of this. So they needed something for everybody to come out of the brownstone. So they had the vaccine. Okay, it's fine. You can come out now. Your kids can go back to school. But I think it's interesting because I'm originally from Iowa. Mm-hmm. My niece and nephew, the governor in Iowa, Kim Reynolds, said that you cannot ha- institute a mask mandate in schools ever again. Mm-hmm. And there are people in Iowa that are just freaking out. Like, you're telling my kid that they can't do this anymore. We're like, no, no. it's the opposite. Yeah. If you want your child to wear a mask that's still completely fine choice. send your kid to school with mask he or she may or may not wear it because yeah. they, they aren't that comfortable with their kids but, but as their kids you have that option right, right. and every other family should have always had that option the fact that we didn't it's We look at it now, a year later, we're like, gosh, what have we done to ourselves? It it is interesting because, especially, especially
1: when we're talking about uh, the New York case, because New York shut down the schools, but they, but they opened up like. Day day camp places, which were basically the schools where the kids should have been learning. But instead, it was just a babysitter uh, area for kids when their parents had to go to work. So this one is especially evil, I feel, for Bill de Blasio to come out there and say, oh, my gosh, we just learned this new information. Now we can get kids to congregate again as if kids weren't already doing that. Uh, just under a different name so that teachers didn't have to actually be held to actually like teaching the, uh, that's the students. That's
2: what a lot of us call a public school edu- uh, system, uh, overpriced daycare, mm-hmm. um, where uh, fortunately they pump a bunch of propaganda um, in your in your kids' uh, heads. But definitely now, I mean, oh my God, in the last year. But we had a chance, man. We had a chance and yeah. we, so we blew it.
0: The one good thing might have been that more families are looking at the school boards and actually going to meetings and speaking up now so that that might be i don't know i hope it does yeah because i I think it'll get lost in the next news cycle yeah
2: I, that's know. Always I have fe- to
0: have hope, though. Yeah, yeah but that,
2: that's always the fear, though, right? <laughs> right because, right. like, it, it to, and that's why they do it. It's yep. like, hey, if yep. we just say, all right, everything's back, we're, we're good, yep. they'll forget about it tomorrow.
1: Which is why they did that, because Bingo. they've completely lost control of the narrative. All right, we've got more to come, but uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back.
0: Optimistic.
2: Yeah, I like I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it.
1: CBS News' 60 Minutes ran a segment yesterday that talked about transgender youth in America. And um, I think that they may be canceled soon by the left because they actually happened to include in part uh, transgender individuals who decided to reverse course and detransition after taking hormones and even undergoing surgery. Here is a little bit of uh, 60 Minutes last night. They asked me, so why do you want to go on testosterone? And I said, well,
0: being a woman just isn't working for me anymore. And they said,
1: "Okay." So that was that. You got your prescription for testosterone.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Yep. Just
1: four months after she started testosterone, she says she was approved for a mastectomy, what's called top surgery that she told us was traumatic.
2: It started
0: to have a really disturbing sense that like a part of my body was missing, almost a ghost limb feeling about being like, there's something that should be there. And
1: the feeling really surprised me, but it was really hard to deny. And so she detransitioned by going off testosterone and then went back to the clinic. And she says complained to the doctor that the process didn't follow the WPATH guidelines.
0: I can't believe that I transitioned and detransitioned, transitioned including hormones and surgery in the course of like less than one year. It's completely
1: crazy. It greatly concerns me where the field has been going. I feel like what is happening is unethical and irresponsible. Um, in some places, everyone is very scared to speak up because we're afraid of not being seen as being affirming or being supportive of these young people or doing something to hurt the trans community. But even some of the providers are trans themselves and they share these concerns. Oh, by the way, there was another individual that was interviewed later uh, named Garrett. Garrett said, I went for two appointments and after the second one, I had my letter to go get on cross sex hormones uh, and then later got a breast augmentation and felt significantly worse not better which is what the the lgbtq community tells us well these people need to be affirmed they need to get the surgery so that they can feel better uh well garrett says i had never really been suicidal before i had my breast augmentation about a week afterwards i wanted to actually kill myself i had a plan and i was going to do it but i just kept thinking about my family to stop myself how am i ever going to feel normal again like other guys now uh it's almost as if maybe we shouldn't be encouraging people to chop off their body parts because if they were to do that themselves what they're asking a doctor to do they would be taken to a mental institution not have a bunch of people coddle them and tell them yes definitely we will do exactly what you asked because you asked it so nicely
2: it's it's beyond me how that conversation it became more of an uncomfortable one to have for so many people, even though a lot of po- folks feared that that was the direction that it was going to, mm-hmm. specifically with young folk. And this idea that it's perfectly okay, they put you on the news, they'll put you even, you know, on the talk shows, like, hey, look at me, my young kid uh, just decided that they w- he was a boy wanted to be a girl, so we make sure we did everything that we could to make-, make sure that happened. This is damage that is irreversible. And this is serious stuff. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we, because, like, What the young lady was saying, it's they talk about how unethical and all this because they're afraid of the conversation that has to happen if they take that position. Mm -hmm. And that's really that defines kind of the whole or around, like definitely with the social justice bullcrap, a bunch of people who know something smells bad and we like, okay, maybe that's a little too far, but I can't say it. So many folks that probably I know you probably get it. I know I get it all the time, messaging me. I love what you say about certainly this issue. Yeah. I can't say it. Why? Yep. Yep. The reason why this has gotten as crazy as it has is because y'all not saying anything. Mm-hmm. At some point, we gotta have this conversation. This is a, a messed up thing. And thankfully, people are starting to highlight because let these people tell it, that definitely the the with the mega entertainment sectors, those type of people don't even exist. The folks that had went through with some sort of transition and later regretted it. They like to think that that's not even a thing, but it is. It's a very real thing. And unfortunately, if we keep just putting it in like this, I don't know, uh, just a bubble where it's like only one it's a one size fits all. And that's like you have to confirm every single thing and every person's ideas. If they have this sort of idea that they want to transition, I say, why? Mm. For what? For what, just because you said it? Maybe there's something else wrong here. And when when that same subject matter, we apply that to anything else, it's like what you said, we consider that a mental freaking, like something mentally is going on with that person. But for whatever reason, when it came down to gender, we just threw that out the window And here we are. Now people are too uncomfortable to have a conversation.
1: Well, it used to be that gender dysphoria was considered a mental disorder until very recently. I believe it was 2015. They
0: removed it from the DSM. So, uh, Jill, what are your thoughts? I think this is a random act of journalism by 60 Minutes, and they should be applauded for this. I think this might be like making up for the DeSantis stuff of like, hey, we tried to spook all of you and get this by you. You didn't see it. So now we'll give you an actual piece of journalism to make up for it. But we're better off because we have it. We look at this story and it is the well-meaning liberal friends. It's you look at it and you say, we should allow this. This is the right thing to do by these kids. I'm using air quotes. It's not. And, And doing it in this time frame is not helpful to any humans out there. The fact that this girl became a boy and then back to a girl all within one year, you're not helping Anyone, you're not going through the psycho- psychological issues that they're dealing with, the mental problems. Why do you want to become this? Let's let's talk about this. Let's have a time frame where we're going to work through this. A serious if, decision. If this is what we ultimately mm-hmm. even end up with, right? There's no counseling in there. You don't hear any of that. They, oh, you want this? Okay, here, here are your pills. Two after two appointments. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. You're not helping any of the youth. And like that boy said, after he got the breast augmentation, he felt suicidal for the first time. He wasn't suicidal before. He felt bad and he didn't understand why. And they look out and they see on the internet, oh, I feel great when I do this. I feel great when I changed my name. I feel great when I got my body changed. And then it all falls off. hmm because there's nothing left. They're still empty inside. Yeah. You have to address the emptiness Absolutely. before you just go chopping off body parts or taking testosterone or estrogen. That's not going to change how you feel. Yeah, that's it, it's not a coincidence that uh, before transitioning,
1: uh, people who believe that they are a different gender also, have you see those same rates of depression, of suicide, Absolutely. and it doesn't change once they actually transition. There's a reason for that. The common denominator is that the root of the problem is not being addressed uh, because we've got a bunch of quacks out there who are like, "Yes, I'll write you a prescription for whatever you want, sweetheart." Uh, so we better hope for all of our children's sake that the uh, the mental health community gets an awakening and quick. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Hey, those of you who are watching on YouTube, Facebook, Blaze TV, wherever you are watching. Pluto, by the way. I forgot to say Pluto last week when I was talking about this. Those of you, wherever you are watching our bright, shining faces, you got to make sure you go over to wherever you get your audio podcasts subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. It will help more people be able to find the show so that they rely less on bad information like CNN, MSNBC. We don't want them to feel like that is the only place to get news because as it turns out, that is actually not good news, usually fake, uh, not the type of people you want to listen to. Also, if you write us a good review, you may see it read live on air like the one today from Sarah Thomas, who says, fantastic show. I am loving this." podcast. The analysis of our insane current events is absolutely spot on. Uh, And then we've got another one from AK Gray Fox. Listen to all my Blaze podcasts throughout the day. Finish my day with this before bed. Love the show. So thank you, those of you who have submitted your reviews. Don't forget. Um, By the way, I mean, if you say something rude, we won't put you on air. So I'm just, this is just an encouragement to give just the five stars and just say, talk, talk about Eric, yes. talk about Jill, talk about how great our guests are, always bringing the most insightful commentary to the, uh, the news and why it matters. By the way, don't forget to uh, follow Jill on social media and uh, Eric. Young rippa 5'9", on YouTube, and, you know, he's he is battling those strikes. So he should be on for a while, yeah. at least for now.
2: Yes, he should
1: be good. <laughs> a couple more days.
2: Yeah. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.